I'm your host, Scott Davis, right alongside me. Jason Hickey. Exactly. So, Jay, I think it was a couple of weeks ago we talked about Highlander the movie. Yes, one of my favorite movies. Yes. Well, after that, I started watching Highlander the series. Excellent. Finished season one. Okay. Started going into season two, but we'll just talk about season one right now. All right. Uh, so Highlander season one. Basic premise of this is originally it was supposed to be a continuation of Conor McClough. Right. I mean, down to the occupation and everything. Yes. Know. But there was a whole bunch of stuff in between with Lambert and the production teams. And, and, and not that Lambert didn't want to do it. It was more the fact that time and, and things. Oh, yeah. Nature. And that, that happens a lot in productions where they just can't line up. Exactly. So what they were going to do, they were going to hire a new actor. Mm-hmm. They were going to have him play Conor McLeod. But this new actor, Adrian Paul, had nothing to do with it. He just—he was like, no, Lambert did great as, as Connor McCloud. I'm not taking over as him. I'll be another McCloud. <laughs> right. But I will not be Connor McCloud. And honestly, I, I really like their solution to this. Mm-hmm. Because in order to, for it to be called the Highlander mm-hmm. and to have the tie into the movie, the character has to be from the Highlands of Scotland. Exactly. And in order to be able to reference the movie, they, they literally made him related to Connor McCloud from the same clan. Yes. And in the first episode, we actually do get Lambert coming back in as Connor McCloud. Yep. Great episode. Oh, it is. It's great. It's a great episode. Great handoff. It's you know, pretty much it, it was Lambert handing the baton over to Adrian Paul. Exactly. And I thought that was fantastic. Here, we're introduced to two other main characters. Mm-hmm. Richard Ryan. Yep. R- Richard. His name is Richie. You know how I am with names. I know, but I'm just telling you, you're wrong. <laughs> <laughs> and Tessa. And I always forget her last name. Uh, Tessa Noel. Tessa Noel. Okay. So Tessa is, is sort of a uh, French European artist. Dutch. Is Dutch, yeah. From the Netherlands, yeah. Yeah. She's got an accent, folks. She's got an accent. <laughs> Hence the reason why I said European. But I also say French because later in the season, she, we find out that she spent a good amount of time in Paris. Yeah. But we'll get to that later. Yes. Right now we're looking at Connor and Duncan. They interact. They pretty much, their first fight is against a Suedo Kurgan himself. Um, And I, I cannot stress this enough. The opening villain to this show is played by Richard Mole. Bull from Night Court. Yes. Now, I, I know he was in a bunch of other things, but when I was growing up, he was Bull from Night Court. Same. <laughs> I mean, when I first saw him, I was like, oh, that's that's the big dopey bailiff from Night Court. Yeah. Right? And he's a completely different character in this. He is a complete psychopath. Oh, yeah. That's the reason I'm saying. It's like a Kurgan ripoff. Yeah. So it's, it's pretty much it's, well, it's rehashing the story of the movie kinda? to a degree. Because it's a Connor McCloud ripoff <laughs> and a Kirkin ripoff. Right. Well, and you also got a figure. And they're all and also Donkey works as an antique dealer. Yeah. But I guess in regards to him being in a Kirkin ripoff, you gotta figure there's there's twenty plus episodes per season and they're basically doing a villain of the week. I will get into my, my feeling about the episode count too. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll probably agree on that. <laughs> You're bound to have some characters that resemble other characters or are complete carbon copies. Yeah. Not all of them are. Some of them are brilliant villains. Oh, some of them are amazing. Yes. Some of them, even within this first season, some of them were actually really good. Oh, yeah. But I know further on the line, they get even better. But it's like, in this first season, I think his name was Xavier? Yes. Um, St. Cloud. St. Cloud, yes. Yes, Xavier St. Cloud. Amazing villain. Yeah. Well, he's so different from any other immortal villain that you've seen in, in the movie. 
movies or up to that point in the show Mm -hmm. he's devious yep he could give two craps about rules (laughs) with with exceptions i mean yes but for the most part he'll do what it takes and he he will do what he needs to do and he doesn't care about the humans the immortals or anything else around him. oh yeah now the series was pretty much set up as part one and a part two now, part one, the actual episode order doesn't matter other than you watch the first episode and I believe it was the 12th or 13th episode. Yes. Because it doesn't, it, it, these are all episodic people, so it doesn't yeah, matter. Yeah, this is, this is not 2000s television where you got to pay attention week to week. This is, as long as you know the broad story beats, yeah. you can pretty much jump in. So the first episode is the one where we, where we meet Connor and Duncan, mm-hmm. and then Duncan and Connor then show themselves of fighting um, another immortal, this character that Bo, uh, Bo played, which I forgot his name. Uh, Slam. Slam, yes. So they're fighting Slam, and they cut off his head <laughs> and richie sees this yeah richie was actually just a just street a, punk he's a street punk he's he was literally the reason why he got into the story was because he was trying to steal from duncan shop yeah the, the, the opening scene of the show is richie breaking into the antique store to steal yes and to after they kill slain connor says to duncan what are you going to do about the kid no one's supposed to know about what's going on right like this whole you know immortal thing is Supposed to be kept under wraps. Yeah. Where we find out much later, it's not. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, yeah. (laughs) And we also... There's a great meaning behind what Duncan's answer to that question is. He says, you know what? I'll keep an eye on it. Yes. So we're going to find out more about Richie later mm-hmm. in the later seasons a lot. I'm not going into it now because it, it nothing really happens much yeah. other than he's a whiny brat throughout the entire season. More or less. Yes. Yeah. He's, he's kind of like a dumb Wesley Crusher. Pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> he gets better in the later seasons, I will admit. Oh, definitely. But in this first season... and. Up until the situation happens, he's a whiny baby is yeah. really what he is. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and Tessa, she is, she's gorgeous. Yes. Uh, she is a sculptor. She's a art historian. She pretty much, you're, you're generic artist. Yeah. Is what she is. And she is a, she also knows all about Duncan. Right. And we've seen, we saw this in the movie with Heather, where mm-hmm. Immortal met a woman, fell in love. Yep. And Heather was the, wh- the Heather beans. was the wife. Heather was the wife in the 1500s. Yes. 1400s? 1400s. 14, no, it was... It was the 15th century, 1400s. So yeah. Yes. <laughs> Time, people. Craziness. Yeah. Timey-wimey. Wibbly-wobbly. <laughs> so they, they do tell their strong companions. Yeah. The ones that they know they're not, that's not going to lead them. Right. And so Tessa knows everything about Duncan, knows about his past, knows that he's had previous lovers. Mm-hmm. But whenever a previous lover shows up, she gets jealous. <laughs> <Yeah>. She does. <laughs> she doesn't take it very well. No, no. Well, and I guess, I think part of the reason is, is that she knows that they've got something that she doesn't. And that's that she's going to die someday. Yes. She's immortal. A mortal. <laughs> Where are they? They are immortal. Yes. So... I can see why she's jealous. She gets a little petulant sometimes. But... She does. She does. And we'll find that out later <laughs> in the series. <laughs> the series, though, itself is very slow. Oh, yeah. It, it had a villain of the week. Mm-hmm. Majority of them were other immortals. There were a couple episodes where it wasn't an immortal. Right. And, and actually, some of those actually were the better ones. Because it was a, the one where there were an immortal got killed. Uh, and he was like living in the woods and stuff like that. It was, and they accused a homeless man, right? You know, a vagrant. 
And I forgot the name of the actor that played him. He's a great character actor. I don't remember either. <laughs> <laughs> but he's a great character actor nonetheless. And they were just, it was pretty much, it was trying to put it on him. Right. Though there was an immortal in the long run in this episode, which was the sheriff. But I, I see where you're, what you're saying, and it, it is good because it shows how an immortal would deal with situations that, you know, might happen yes. in everyday life, but not necessarily dealing with an immortal. Because exactly. let's be honest, we, we do get a lot of that. There's a lot of immortals, mm-hmm. and for, you know, few times they use the movie as a template, Yep. but they, they don't follow it, you know. Well, I mean, there was like some, there was an episode where you had a Quasimodo type immortal. Yep. His backstory was amazing. It was the fact that he was an immortal. He had no idea uh, that he was immortal. He kept on getting killed by the villagers and he wasn't leaving because he doesn't realize he's supposed to leave. Right. And so the villagers see him rise up again and they try to kill him again. Finally, Duncan is around the area. He sees this and he's trying to scare the villagers to get away from, <laughs> get away from him to stop this. And to also get him to go with him so that he can live in a place that he doesn't have to worry about getting killed constantly. Right. Because he's an immortal. <laughs> right. And so that backstory, right. The rest of the story was a ripoff of the Phantom of the Opera. Definitely. And I was like, can we do better with this? Because <laughs> that, that backstory, amazing. Right. Great backstory. It really was. Yeah. And the, I, the, you, you are mentioning one of the strengths of the show, though, is that they can do a lot in the past. Yes. There's a lot of period work in this show. Yes. Although I hear second season, not so much. It pretty much just stays in one series, uh, one year, if I remember correctly. Well, there, there's always flashbacks. Yes. Now, these are only a couple of the episode highlights that I'm giving you, but that's because there was so much going on in all these other episodes that it's just, it didn't matter to the main story. Right. But I did mention that the first 12 or 13 episodes, I don't remember exactly the exact count of it, but it was pretty much the halfway mark. That is set off in the U.S. Right. In a, a fake city called Seacover. Yeah, it's... That's Seattle, Vancouver, for those that didn't realize what they were trying to do. Right. <laughs> it was shot in Canada, generic American city. Yes. And they had this reporter that was constantly following them. Right. Like, she was sort of, you know, catching on that Duncan's important. Duncan's always around, getting it, finding out. He's in the midst of all the stupidity. Right. The police, complete idiots. Oh, definitely. <laughs> they, were, they were useless. In yeah. At least the first season, so far... They're, they're pretty useless. Yeah. But with, within that, you have minor stories. None of them really have much impact. Right. And I think that they could have actually done this as, you know, possibly montage or taking this down to maybe three episodes of them being in the U.S. Probably. Yeah. After that, Tessa gets a job offer to be a curator for a museum in Paris. They don't say which museum, if I don't remember correctly. So we expect to assume it's the Louvre. <laughs> you can assume it, but yeah, yes. we never say it. They never say it. Well, they don't want to have to try and recreate the Louvre when it oh, no, exactly. to work. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. But, and Tessa's like, I'm not going to go unless you go with me, Duncan. So you, you see the codependency on that from her. Oh, yeah. And Duncan's like, well, we can't go unless we take Richie either. <laughs> well, because Richie knows about his secret and he doesn't. And at this point, Richie is still a dumb kid. Richie is a very dumb kid. I was say, emphasis on dumb. Very dumb kid. <laughs> <laughs> I've said this many times. Richie is a moron. Yes. I didn't say it like that, though, but I'm pretty much implying it. Well, I, how many different words can we use to describe just how idiotic this guy is? Yes. So finally, they, get, they go to Paris, and no longer antique dealer. Right. Um, Tessa is making the money for everyone as the curator for the museum, and they are living on a barge. Mm-hmm. You heard nice. that right, people. They're living on a barge. It's a nice barge, though. 
it is a very amazing barge, and it doesn't look like a barge really the way they you know worked it up. Yeah, it's basically converted into a houseboat, but pretty it's... much. And while they're there, again, all the shenanigans happen around. Oh, yeah. The first few episodes with the police, the inspectors in France, they're catching on to McLeod. Yeah, they're they're way smarter than the guys. They're in... much smarter than the ones in the U.S. <laughs> so the French detectives and inspectors are all a lot better. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> but also there, we run into another immortal. This is an immortal that is much older he's like almost 2000 years old mm-hmm. i think even older than that he is pretty much he's decided he doesn't want to be part of the game anymore right again the game is people going around and cutting each other's heads off that is their game yes <laughs> and gaining the power you gotta yes. emphasize that and gaining their power right and this man he actually becomes a priest yes and he's a well-known well-respected father figure and he lives at a chapel i don't know which one they were specifically, I don't really, I highly doubt they were trying to implicate it was Notre Dame. Yeah, it's a generic chapel. It's a generic chapel. And his name is Darius. Mm-hmm. That's all we get for his name. Right. He is Darius. Which, even on the introduction, because normally when you have a an immortal meeting another immortal, they actually give their full name and title. Like, I am Duncan McLeod of the Clan McLeod. Yeah. He says, I am Darius. <laughs> <laughs> That's it. Right. <laughs> well, it's because he he's... He's old enough to not have a last name. Well, it's not even that. He's chosen to reject his past. That too. His past was, he was a great general. He was pretty much a warlord. Oh yeah. When he was a general. Right. And he used to be a general multiple times throughout multiple lives. And he's killed multiple and multiple and multiple people. Oh yeah. His last uh, sack was the sack of Paris. Uh, I don't remember the year, so I'm sorry. I don't remember either. <laughs> yeah, it was actually a devastating sack. It was like a burning down of Paris. Right. And he saw what was happening. And at that point is when he decided, I can't do this anymore. I have to live a better life. Right. And this is when he becomes Darius the Priest. Duncan actually meets him as Darius the Priest. He does, he's never met him right. as Darius the Warlord. Well, because and one thing about a lot of the immortals you meet, and not, not all of them, but Duncan is young. Duncan is young. Uh, as I said, Darius is about 2,000 years old. Duncan's only four. Yeah. 100. 400. <laughs> like his 400th birthday is in the first season. Yes. He's only 400. So it's not like he's that old. Uh, Connor was even older. He was like 100 years older than, than Duncan. Uh, thereabouts, yeah. Yeah, about, about that. And there's much older immortals. Oh, yeah. Now, there was another immortal that, that a villain that I thought was actually pretty good. And that was actually played by Jason Isaacs. I don't remember this one. So this was actually the introduction of Amanda. Okay. So Amanda is an immortal friend of Duncan's. Right. Uh, past lover of Duncan's. So we had the nice little Tessa's, uh, <laughs> I do not know about you going to be with her. Right. But she is also a thief. Like, has been a thief for centuries. Has been a thief for centuries. And her partner was Jason Isaac's character. Okay. I cannot forget his name. I cannot remember his name. <laughs> That's why. I, I, yeah, I can't forget. No, I can't remember his name, so I'm sorry. But he was a thief, and he was jealous because he was always afraid that Amanda was going to go to Duncan. Right. The first time we meet him, he was escaping out of a transport from jail to jail. And when he gets out, he wants to go and kill Amanda. I don't remember exactly the reason why. It was probably because I think she was the one that set him up. I I was going to say, if I know Amanda right, then she definitely betrayed him. Exactly. And that's Amanda. Oh, yeah. She's she's basically Catwoman. Yes, she is a... She is Catwoman, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, with the whole dichotomy of sometimes I'm going to do the right thing, sometimes I'm going to stab you in the back. Exactly. Exactly. But the fights and, and the actual mind games that Isaacs played, phenomenal. 
Well, let's not underestimate. Jason Isaacs is a fantastic actor. <laughs> and Jason is saying this because he was... Captain Gabriel Lorca on Star Trek Discovery. Exactly. It's a Star Trek thing. <laughs> you expect that out of me at this point. I do. I do. And I expected <clears throat> you to bring it up much sooner. <laughs> well, so you surprised me on that. You gave me a little bit of time without the sound. <laughs> But it shows that they, they're really good at creating characters. Right. The flaw in this season, it actually gets better in the later seasons, but the flaw in this season was the actual story. Yeah. They had a lot of great setup, and the payoff was Not, lacking a lot yeah. of the time. So, as I said before, the time in the U.S., I think, could have been brought down to maybe three episodes. The time in Paris, that probably could have been brought down to maybe five or six. So it could have been a eight to nine episode series. And, they, they and did, accomplish the same story And wise. accomplish the same story-wise. Because, like I said, in the U.S., episode one was needed. Episode 13 is needed. Probably need an episode in the middle to you know, give them a little gap area. Right. And then in Paris, you need the episode at the entrance of Paris. Right. You need... There's an episode in there where it's about Xavier St. Cloud. You need that episode. Because that episode is great that episode is amazing it's really good yes so you need that episode because xavier is not dead he doesn't right. die he gets injured though right and he will come back oh yeah like a lot of these other ones they don't like right. nothing yeah. happens right right a lot of the time when he meets an immortal he just kills they, they fight to the death and one of them die well the other one dies the other one Obviously, dies. Not, duncan doesn't die yeah not duncan <laughs> <laughs> but so i need i need the episode of the introduction of Paris, an episode of, of Xavier, then I need the final episode, which I'll get into in a moment. Others, it, it can be a little bit of, you know, a little bit of ebb and flow of right. what's happening in Paris and what's happening in France, but you don't need the, like, there was an episode that had Anthony Head in it. Now, Anthony, this is before Buffy. Oh, yeah. So it was before Buffy. And, but when I saw it, I was like, oh, Anthony Head. <laughs> Giles. <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of great, there's a lot of great people in there. And, but it's like, that episode itself had a great understanding of why they're fighting and mm -hmm. what and what's going on right but the actual story again nil nothing but the last episode where we get introduced to the watchers now this is actually really what the story of the highlander series is about oh yeah and this is what's going to be from the end from now until yeah. the end of the series this it's is about the Watchers. this is the point where it truly differentiated itself from the movie mm -hmm. because up until now you could have said everything that happens in this show happens a year before connor fights the kurgan and it could have fit just fine yes but once we meet the watchers that all everything changes everything changes and mm -hmm. the watchers the part of introducing them great mm -hmm. but introducing them the way that they did even better because yeah. the Watchers in the end, in the beginning, the Watchers, <laughs> I said the end, I said the beginning, the Watchers, they are just supposed to be observers. Right. Literally, it's in their name. They are not they supposed watch. to do anything. They're not supposed to interrupt. They're just supposed to record what Immortals are doing, how they're doing, and that they're still living. Right. And there was this one Watcher who was a Watcher for the Kurgan. Mm -hmm. And this is why we say this is actually happens after the movie. Right. Because he says the Kurgan is dead. Great time, also. So since the Kurgan is dead, we now know that. I don't remember if that was actually this episode or the first episode of season two, but whatever. I don't remember either. But yeah. I did watch, started watching season two, so I'm sorry, folks. <laughs> but still, he was a watcher of the Kurgan, and after the Kurgan got killed, he needed to get something else and he stopped doing more things. But he saw the devastating and the horrible acts that the Kurgan had done. Right. And so as he was doing that, it was forming him as a person. It formed him to actually hate immortals. Right. And that he felt that the watchers were meant to be protectors of mortals and to kill 
the Immortals. Yeah. And folks, this is off screen, so you don't see what's happening, but the Watchers killed Darius. Yeah. And it was tragic. It was tragic, but it was a great mystery episode. Yeah. Because... And, and there was a side Immortal in there. I know who you're talking about, and I'm very insulted that you're calling him a side Immortal. He gets more important later on. In this episode, he is a side Immortal. All right, and I'll accept your, your apology. <laughs> but... The person that played him, I was happy to see it. Oh, yeah. Uh, he is talking about the character of Hugh Fitzcairn, played by Roger Daltrey. Of the Who. Of the Who. Yes. <laughs> but the thing was, every time I saw him in it, in the way he was acting and walking, I thought he was actually a Doctor Who. <laughs> <laughs> you know, he does remind me a lot of... Um, the fifth Doctor. Uh, fourth, fourth, for me. The Jelly Belly one. I yeah, it was fifth. the scarf wearing... Um, yeah, I thought that was the fifth one. That's the fourth. Oh, well, anyways. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Tom Baker. <laughs> yes. But yes, yeah, so when I saw it, I was like, is that Doctor Who? <laughs> it wasn't but he does definitely give off that, that, that goofy vibe yes yes yeah and oh, i love hugh fitzcarran but fitz was a side immortal in this episode yes he was fitz pretty much gets caught by the watchers right they're trying to get a book and this is like one of the oldest books it's written like ancient german and they're trying to get it because it is a book that chronicles the earlier times of the immortals okay and that they're trying to keep track of everything right but they also, they're just like, we're going to go around and we're going to kill mortals just because we want to. It doesn't it, go well. It doesn't go it's well. It's not a good idea. No. Duncan comes in and does his stealth maneuver tactics and stuff like yeah. that. That's the basic synopsis of the series. Mm-hmm. I do need to give a few qualms with it. That's fair. Again, I've already stated that the episode count, too many. Oh, yeah. Um, slow season. Poor story you know, conclusions. Mm-hmm. Fighting in it. Mm-hmm. Some of them are great. Yes. A lot of them are not. I think that has a lot to do with who they're getting to play the other immortals. Yes. The fight when, like, with Jason Isaac mm-hmm. was great. Well, that's because Jason Isaacs is great, though. Yes. And he can do anything. <laughs> uh, come on, man. Come on. <laughs> but, like, the fight with Quasimodo, horrible. It's horrible. Yeah. The fight with, like, a bunch of other the immortals in the, in the bad. Just bad. Right. Um, I, I think, for me, part of it is they... I don't want to call it stunt casting, mm-hmm. because I've actually watched some of the behind-the-scenes stuff on Highlander, and what they were going for was they viewed this as a rock-and-roll show. Mm-hmm. So they wanted to get... Well, that was very much shown with the introduction of Joan Jett. Yes. Uh, it wasn't just Joan Jett. They also had um, uh, Vanity. I don't know who she is. I know she was a singer back in the, mm-hmm. the 80s. I don't and remember her. She was in an ep- the episode uh, Revenge is Sweet, where the immortal, there's like no immortal in this episode until the very end. And it's this woman, beautiful woman, who comes in and provokes Duncan and wants to fight him and kill him because she's convinced that Duncan killed her lover. And you find out that her lover wasn't immortal. She didn't know that he was an immortal. Mm. And eventually the truth came out. The, the immortal had gone underground after he lost a fight with Duncan, and Duncan kept his sword. He got his sword back. Was that the one with the... I, I, I think I remember her, yeah. Yeah. <clears throat> no, that's not the one I was thinking of. Oh, that's still in the U.S. Yes, it was her. Yeah. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, because that's, that's the one where, where Richie gets a job selling he actually, crappy used cars. And, yep, yep, yep. And he was trying to hit on her. Richie was hitting on everyone in the series. And this like, chick is so out of his league. Yes. So bad. Yeah. But so bad. <laughs> they, they were trying to bring in a lot of singers and they didn't necessarily have the acting chops to no. do it. No. With the exception of... Roger uh, Daltrey. We already talked about Roger Daltrey. He was amazing. He's he's great. Uh, but one of our favorite characters in this season um, is Roland Giff. He played Xavier St. Cloud. Yes. He is the singer from Fine Young Cannibals. Yes, he is. And actually, that's the reason why I remember him now. Right. 
<laughs> and he, so some of the stunt casting they did was decent. Decent. Some of it was terrible. And in in the case of Fitzcarran and St. Cloud, I think they knocked it out of the park. Yes. Which is why I'm glad that those two survived. <laughs> Where is Joan Jett's character? I can't remember her name. She didn't. <laughs> yeah. Because that was a terrible episode. We can admit it. It was bad. <laughs> and, and in fact, actually, both of the episodes, the one with Joan Jett and the one with the other... Vanity. Oh, Vanity. They were the ones in the, in the U.S. Yeah. Remember how I said the U.S. ones were in that, that good? They're, they're, they're disposable episodes. Yeah. And honestly, this is part of a problem I had. TV for 20 years mm-hmm. had a format of network television, 43 minutes, 20 to 24 episodes per season. There's actually, there was an episode, there was a season of 25 for Highlander. Ugh. And see, that's just too many. Yeah. Because I'm not saying that you can't have 25 great episodes. But this is but this, this is our time. Our time where we get to binge an entire season at once. Right. That is too many. That time was, you didn't actually get to watch the episode again. True. Unless you actually recorded the episode or you went and bought a VHS of the episode. Yes, people, I am saying VHS. Yeah, this was, <laughs> this was the 90s. Personally, <laughs> I have all of them on DVD. <laughs> yeah. But this is so this was a time where you actually got to watch. Pretty much it was like they were trying to make it so that they had the same series right. on a long time because you were going, you wanted to watch new stuff. It was the same thing they did with Star Trek The Next Generation, where you've got 20 plus episodes and you don't necessarily want to have continuing storylines because that way when you show them in syndication, they can put them in whatever order they want. Yeah, they can just show an episode and it doesn't matter. Now, as we stated, though, for the in Highlander, there was split as to in the season is half U.S., Mm -hmm. half Paris. So which I think the move was good for the season for the series. It did. It, It brought a much needed coat of paint on that thing. Yeah. And honestly, I, it really helped to differentiate Duncan from Connor because up until then, they were practically the same character. Yeah, and I think what it was was the series, the first half of the season was written... With Connor in mind. With Connor in mind. Yeah. Now, I will say there was a pretty cool... Uh, you, you see it in the first episode. A cool little nugget to Duncan's backstory mm-hmm. in that he was... It didn't say if he was living with the with a Native American tribe or whether he was just with them for a time but he was married to a native american woman yes who died in a a fight Uh, it's not really clear who the aggressors were Mm -hmm. but his lover slash wife died and connor was there with him to help put you know put him back together and you see that duncan actually goes to in out in the woods finds a spot of holy ground and builds a house there so he can live off the grid live and not have to fight exactly which is it's one of the main rules that they actually follow that every immortal will follow mm-hmm. they won't fight on holy ground doesn't and it, this is a carryover from the movie it doesn't matter what religion what belief if it's consecrated holy ground they will not fight on that. they will not fight on it but which is find out about that later as to why yeah but that's also why darius chose to be a priest because then he could spend all his time at the Abbey, mm-hmm. and it is holy ground. And he was a studier. He uh, played chess. He did nothing with a sword. Right. He was there for immortals to come for comfort. Right. And he was great. Yes. Yeah. He was lovely. And unfortunately, he was killed yeah. by the Watcher. He did, you know, pillage the earth for 1,500 years. He did. He did. <laughs> <laughs> Starting as a, what, a Roman general? I don't remember. Based on the name, I think he was Roman. It sounds like it. Another issue that I had, again, was Richie. Completely agree. I don't even know what you're going to say, but I agree. (laughs) (laughs) No, that's just my answer. It is Richie. Richie. (laughs) 
<laughs> yeah. His he's... whining, his constant trying to be a womanizer, but being bad at it. His constantly trying to upstage McLeod when he has no reason to. Yeah. And I guess part of, some of that can come off as comical. Yeah. But when you got 20 plus episodes of it and you're binge watching it and you just constantly see it in every single episode, it gets a little grating. It does. It does. And, and it's no it's no fault of the actor. Stan Kirsch no. was, it, but was like, very good in the role. Like I said, much better in the later seasons. Yes. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Rit, Rit, the character of Richie, if you compare him to the later seasons, to the first season, it's completely unrecognizable. Yes. In a good way. <laughs> Much. Because you couldn't get worse. Exactly. Yeah. Rit, Richie's terrible. Richie's horrible. Yeah. But highlights duncan amazing mm-hmm. constant going back and in, in, into into the past to seeing what was happening adrian paul did amazing playing an older version of him yes or younger version yeah it's one thing i love about the series is that they jump in the past and they show so much mm-hmm. and it, it gives you a really great feel for the character yeah because in the movie you only really go back to the past you're in like a five to ten year span of connor's life yeah and then you see like a snippet of him in the 1700s other than that you really don't get anything of connor's past no no you, you get the introduction of what happened to him how he died you get the you know death of his bonnie heather you get uh the introduction of ramirez the yep. death of ramirez and that's pretty much you get the silly duel it. when he was drunk yeah you get the little duel <laughs> when he was drunk and that was it that was it <laughs> that was it but with with the series they go back constantly and they go back to different periods so mm-hmm. you're not just seeing a very short span of his life you're seeing different periods all throughout his 400 years yes and you're getting you're seeing that immortals inter- interact with each other quite often so that's why they're friends and they know each right. other and you do see that they change over time as well right the introduction of amanda great yeah love amanda you also need that episode you also need because that episode. it's amanda it's Amanda. It's the, <laughs> but it's also it's one of the French ones. True. Which is why I'm saying the French gets a little more. <laughs> yeah. The story of Duncan and Darius, amazing. Mm-hmm. Their kinship, their friendship, it was that's just, it's needed. And that was and that was a great part of the story. I feel that if you skim through the first season, mm-hmm. you're ready for the second season. You're good. You just you need to watch the episodes of first episode of the U.S. Right. Last episode of the U.S. First episode of the French. Xavier St. Cloud episode, Amanda's episode, pick another episode in the middle of the French if you want. Just for flavor. Just for flavor. (laughs) And then the last episode of the French. Yeah. And that's all you need of the first season. Second season, I'll give you what you need then. (laughs) Now, one thing you did not mention, you know what kind of threw me as I watched this? Because I I watched a few episodes here and there on TV, but I really didn't watch it, watch it until I bought it on DVD. Mm -hmm. The dubbing of the actors' voices in the Paris scenes. I actually was pissed off the fact <laughs> that they were so horrible. Yeah. The also I was also upset with the fact that Richie knows no French yet he can communicate perfectly with everyone. Oh yeah. There, everyone talks English no matter what. Mm-hmm. I would have been I would have been okay. They everyone they can talk English, but Richie needs to be stupid. Yes. And not know what's going on. Whereas like he knows exactly what's going on, but he doesn't. But every once in a while he'll throw in like, oh, I don't know French. <laughs> right. Well, it's fine because nobody speaks French in this version of Ferris. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so that was that was a little. Eh. I I mean, now, nowadays, and, and the TV shows nowadays, everyone is like, oh, authenticity of language. If you're going to be in France, right. have them speak French, 
have a dub underneath. Right. Completely understand, though, why they would want to get away from that for the series, because half half the season was I'm in say, France. A lot of it takes place in France. Yes. But so, yeah, the, the dubbing, it's a little distracting when you're not ready for it. Yeah, it's just because actors are speaking in the language that they're supposed to speak. Right. I'm not, I'm not that supposed to be, but actors are speaking the language that they're shown is speaking. Like, everyone's speaking English, as I said, as I said already. But the actors in France are actually speaking French. Right. In their roles. It's pretty much like a Sergio Leone movie. Yeah, and, and the thing is, it's not even that it's dubbing. It's not good dubbing. No. no. So it's like the inspector in France is actually speaking French to Duncan, who then says his lines in English. Yes. Tessa says all her lines in English. Yeah, she, she is, yeah, she speaks English. The whole she time. just has a, a heavy accent. Yeah. <laughs> just... Folks, if you're going to watch it, be prepared. Dubbing, it happens. It's, it's a feature, not a bug. It's there. <laughs> it's there. Yeah. It's there for the dumb Americans. Yeah, yeah, filthy Americans. It's, it's honestly what it was. Well, it's because people are too lazy to read subtitles. And you want to yeah. know what show really showed me that? What? Star Trek Discovery. Season 1. Because they decided, they the creators of that show made a choice. To do everything in Klingon in the that beginning. Every Klingon was going to speak Klingon unless they were speaking in you know through a translator. Mm. And do you know how much complaining there was online? bunch i'm assuming 2018 and people were so mad at that can you imagine if they would have done tons of subtitles in an american produced show in 1992 oh they wouldn't have they would have burned it to the ground yes i mean it's a stupid thing to get mad about but it would have happened no so instead we have bad dubbing and it's okay it's okay the showing of technology in this show though hilarious oh yeah They say Duncan can hack. Duncan is just typing slowly on a computer. <laughs> yeah, it's like it's like watching Scotty try and use a mouse. It's bad. Huh? Scotty try and use a mouse. Star Trek Four. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> if you don't realize, I was giving Jason this dumb look in my face. I was, like, I was like, "What in the world are you talking?" About? I got Star Trek on my brain today. I'm sorry. <laughs> but yeah, it. Yeah, technology is extremely dated in this show and but i mean it was cutting edge back then and no it wasn't (laughs) well it was at least close to modern back then yes it was closer to modern and yeah it just shows you how far we've come yes but that is my review and synopsis on highlander i do recommend to get your feet wet in it yeah watch a little bit like i said those those parts of the season definitely you should watch those five episodes right yeah five (laughs) (laughs) five for sure add a few more if you want yeah i had a count in my head to just see (laughs) to see if i was right i was like yes yeah 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 no six i was actually wrong yeah you're right because yeah oh the amanda and the saint cloud yes 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 six need six episodes see i'm saying six needed but i'm saying there should have been nine nine for the entire series which is perfect right because you know a little bit of filler yeah 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 but i've been your geek scott and i've been your geek jason there can be only one (laughs) 